1: This this is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Alrighty then, we are back at it here on the Bonfire. Last week, yes, there was not another Bonfire episode. The reason for that, I have to say, is because my mother was in the hospital. I'm not going to get into details, because that is our business, but... If you please, your thoughts and your prayers would be greatly appreciated. Um, she's stable for now, but that is what happened last week. You know, between normal day to day and then an unexpected occurrence. You know, you just you get wrapped up in the moment, and mentally you're just not there. Mentally, you don't want to do certain responsibilities. That's how it affects you. It absolutely does. And I've never, ever had that experience where someone very close to me, I had to go visit in the hospital. I've been to the hospital before. Of course I have. Um, I've been in the hospital myself. I've never been on the other end though, where it's someone I deeply care about and I go to see them in the hospital. I've known friends or friends of friends, but never someone very close to me. So that... That that little tweak is enough It's different And it's unfortunate But it's life, it happens So that was a difficult week Like I said, I'd appreciate any thoughts and prayers And she's stable for now, thank God So, without further ado There's the good news Now, to the entertainment news The, the good stuff That you always come back for A documentary of you It's called Insightly I believe, (laughs) and it's on Netflix, naturally, where I find many a documentary that I like to review and share with everybody listening, suggesting yes or no for each documentary, giving it a rating. I have one here. It gets a four out of five on the bonfire scale, all right? That means it's pretty good. That means I was genuinely entertained and informed, and it was worth my time. I will play the trailer and then I will get in to the details. Let me go and pop this in.
2: We have to really be ready to fail. The failure has to be part of the journey. Modern people in general are really not in touch with intuition. And we've forgotten how to be aware of sensory data of many of the dimensions of life. The world today is very different from the world I grew up in. I had a burnout. Just worked and worked without taking a moment to reflect. I reconnect with my Icelandic friend, Kristín, whom I knew as a kid and now lives in London. And as most people, we're finding it hard to find work-life balance. And so we listed down names of people that have inspired us and could perhaps help us find answers to our questions.
0: Our world seems like a heap of fragments that it's hard to see how they cohere. Wisdom
1: has been replaced by knowledge, and knowledge has been replaced by information, pieces of data, chunks of data. One of the challenges we've had recently in business is by going to this fully rational side, we have ground out, expunged creativity from our company.
2: I give this to my students. I think, consider this, people. You are awake in a scant two tablespoons of your brain, and what about the rest of
1: it, right? The prefrontal cortex is a bit of your brain that will help you with your learning. It helps you do the right decisions. That, that makes your prefrontal cortex a wise owl.
2: To me, going to know is the absolutely rule number one.
0: An undiscovered intuition. intuition is not just some pink and fluffy feeling within you.
2: The Polynesians were able to map almost the entire Pacific Ocean without a tool because they listened to the ocean. We can't do that anymore.
0: I think another thing that's been lost in our world is the sense of wonder, the sense of awe, a very rational appreciation that we can't know everything. It's
2: awareness here and now on the world, and that's everything.
0: The Sea Within. Inside. The Sea Within. Alright, first of all, let me just say how the sound mixing is completely off for that trailer. (laughs) Okay, I've played trailers here before on the show, and you may or may not have noticed, sometimes it can be either a a little too low, or a little too high. Now that I have the soundboard in front of me, I can more or less... Easily tweak the volume at any given moment For this trailer (laughs) As I'm watching the levels and listening I'm screwing with the dial here to make sure It doesn't go too high or it's not too low So whoever made this trailer You didn't do the sound Mixing very well alright come on It's it should be self Explanatory if the music is too loud And then you can't hear the person who's Having a normal conversational tone Then the music is too loud Or you need to boost His audio because he's whispering or very casual so whatever little side note insight the sea within basically four out of five totally worth it it is an hour and 18 minutes all right that is in the sweet spot between an hour an hour and a half there you go an hour 18 that's it it's pretty good here in the documentary, the concept of burnout, you heard that in the trailer. She said, hey, I, I had a burnout, and I tried to find that work-life balance. Oh, hello. That's what Bonfire does. That's what I've been here saying for how long? I guess more than a year now. I am really losing track of time. For at least a year, if not more. I've been saying on the podcast, your work-life balance is critical, and the concept of burnout in case you're not aware of it is someone who basically works too hard a workaholic a workaholic who gets bitten it comes back to bite him he's working too hard and mentally you just can't do it or physically you're getting three hours of sleep every night or four and then you're working what 80 hours a week 90 that's stupid i think unequivocally stupid it's not good for you Are you really getting more work done and if you think you are is that what you should be doing shouldn't you be out living life being with your family your friends helping people not just helping yourself in your career whatever we can have any kind of justification for why we put in the hours that we do bonfire only suggests look then find the work balance for you some people are probably super efficient and they think oh you know what i can work uh, 20 hours a week and actually get all my work done and that guy over there takes 50 hours to do it. Okay. Well, then your work-life balance, I think should be your 20 hours. Are you getting the work done? Are you making improvements? Are you bettering the product or the service or the company or yourself? Then go for it. 20 hours. If You're someone that's taking longer than that. Okay. Are you happy? Are you being as productive as the other people? Or are you just eating company time? Are you screwing around during the day because you know, hey, well, my boss tells me I need to be here for eight or nine hours, so I'm just gonna sit here on YouTube for a few hours, and then I'll do a little bit of work, some spreadsheets, and then I'll get back to it, and then, eh, that was my whole day. That sounds like a terrible day. You could have been doing something much better with your time, absolutely, okay? Concept of burnout is throughout this trailer, sorry, throughout this documentary, and you heard it in the trailer. Something that I've been talking about for a while. So I already, right off the bat, appreciated it, thinking like, wow, I think you're going to be talking about a good topic here. This rational thought versus intuition, and you also heard that here in the trailer, the guy is saying, we're focusing too much on rational thought, too much reasoning. Yes, we're human beings, not robots. Robots are the ones that just reason because we program them that way. That's all they do. They aren't creative on their own, at least not yet. That is what makes us human one of the things that makes us human right now is our creativity our intuition being able to teach educate and create things ourselves robots can't do that okay they only do what we tell them to do and now animals do they have rational thought no they have instinct they can build dams like beavers (laughs) and they they just do their thing or you can be a bird making a bird nest okay That's not rational thought thinking, hmm, I'm going to pick this piece of wood because it it makes me feel good. It reminds me of deeper issues in the universe. I'm going to pick it up and add it to my house. No, they don't do that. Whatever piece of twig is lying across, they just pick it up and fly away. All right, that should be self-explanatory. The importance of the balance between your rational thought and your intuition, your reasoning and your creativity. Quote, expunged creativity. Yep, I think we have at least in the working world. We're too focused on the numbers and the information. And you heard this as well in the trailer and I wrote it here in my notes because I thought it was that important. Quote, Wisdom is being replaced by knowledge and knowledge is being replaced by info. Okay? So think about that for a second. Wisdom is more important than knowledge. Wisdom you only get by experience, by living life or getting that wisdom from someone else. So you could be a teenager who's very wise because he's either been through a whole lot or she gets advice from the people who've been through it. That's what wisdom is. You're passing on experiences, human knowledge. And knowledge is really not a good word because here in the quote, it says wisdom is being replaced by knowledge. All right, knowledge, meaning just memorization, of facts. Like, I know this topic, this industry. I'm very full of wor- words. I'm very full of information. I know what's going on. That's the next word. Knowledge is being replaced by info. So there's this degradation between wisdom all the way down to just memorization of facts and inputting of data, whether it's numbers or simple sentences. Computers do that now. Computers are able to play chess and beat a chess master they're able to analyze the market and say like well this is probably a good stock for you to buy over here that's just info that's just the input of numbers and then something gets churned out we're we're human beings we can do more than that wisdom is of higher quality and more importance and deeper to our essence than knowledge or info okay And in the documentary, they say the way we've done things for decades versus how we should be maybe doing things differently. Just suggesting, look, just because it's always been done this way, doesn't mean we have to keep doing it. Now, I'm all for tradition. I am. But it is a healthy thing to do, to question it and say, okay, well, why do we do that? Not because you're trying to be smug or you're trying to um, delegitimize it. It's just a question. Thinking like, okay, well, why? I'm curious. And then if they explain, well, because it reminds us of the good old days and... It's uh, very uplifting and makes you laugh. Okay, whatever, say whatever the hell you want. But if it's something like, well, we've always done it this way and uh, that's just what the government does. That's just what this company does. That's who we are. You'd be like, well, I don't know. I feel like you're not explaining it very well. It sounds like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Let me suggest, with my intuition and creativity, maybe there's a better way for us to do these things. That is what the documentary gets out here. The ability to be creative and think, let's find new ways to solve problems human beings are problem solvers computers are just generators of information of what we put in okay input output that's it human beings were better than that bringing ideas together from different disciplines exactly so a lot like the liberal arts if you have experience knowledge general familiarity with a number of topics you are a more balanced person you're able to carry a conversation in multiple fields and you're not just, I'm the financial expert. Oh, really? Well, how do you feel about the latest movie or um, this financial, uh, financial situation in terms of ph- philosophy? Philosophy. Philosophy. They go, like, oh, what? It's good to have a general knowledge. Dip your toe in all these different pools and say, like, oh, okay, I can have a conversation. I can understand these deeper issues and the wisdom from people long ago, the Greeks, the Romans, the Persians, the uh, Chinese, okay, we've all learned throughout history and stood on the backs of the people who learned before us. That's how you keep advancing. So anything that we learn now is because of the advancements that were made in the past. So yeah, it's uh, good to remember the past and bring different ideas together in different ways. There's the creativity and intuition again intuition captures your body language i've talked about that here before on the show body language is very important most of it is done communication is done in your body language and your tone not your words you could say in your words i love you but if you're saying it over the shoulder not even looking directly in the person's eyes and you're audibly irritated like oh, i love you is that really how you feel no body language and tone tells everything okay intuition Is how you're able to read body language. Very important to get along. And there was one guy, though, in this documentary who suggested that earth abuse is akin to female abuse. So he was getting on about, you know, polluting the earth. You know, people pollute the earth because they're so used to abusing women. What? (laughs) Those are two different things. Yeah, you're stretching it. Come on. I thought that was just a lame that analogy, connection to make. Thinking like, all right. People who do trash the highway aren't necessarily wife beaters. Okay. And wife beaters aren't necessarily the CEOs of America. Knowing, hey, I'm going to stab people in the back because I want more cash. I'm just a selfish bastard. Okay. There might be some freaks like that, but no. They don't. You can't paint an entire section of society that way. It just doesn't work that way. So, he was a bit too enthusiastic about that point. And there's some violent video game talking here, saying like, okay, do video games affect kids, the people who play them? I am still not sure. I feel, though, because I've played video games for most of my life, and some of them violent, sure, of course. You know, Star Wars, uh, war games, um, fantasy violent games with swords and magic, people flying and being thrown into the ground, or... Heads being cut off, either in video games or movies. It's like, is there violence? Yes, of course there was. But have I physically abused anybody? No. Have I? But maybe that's just because I don't have anger management issues and I don't choose to let out my anger in a physical way. Um, Perhaps I swear too much. That's possible. So can violent video games affect people? Sure. But not everybody. Because it didn't affect me. I'm not super anal other people though who play video games like grand theft auto and that's the example they used here in the game and i think in the documentary what this is a game stealing cars hiring prostitutes stealing beating people up how's that entertainment that's just sick <laughs> that's just weird and seriously if you enjoy that i have no problem saying to your face uh, you got issues you got issues you can't find something better to do with your time I have been critical about video games in the past before in general, but this one in particular, and this isn't the only one, there are definitely other video games out there. I don't know what they're called, but I've seen other documentaries and YouTube compilations of video games, different, you know, producers, game makers, and commentators all saying, oh yeah, there's a video game out there that's, that does this and XYZ. And I think, oh my God, seriously, how do you get away with that? And why do people buy that? What does it say about you? If, I don't know. It's very sad. Honestly, you can't find something better to do with your time than something stupid. Another interesting idea in this documentary was how it encourages new schooling concepts. So again, that idea of just because we've always done it this way, it doesn't mean we need to keep doing it. So it suggested, well, America keeps seemingly sticking with the lower school, middle school, high school concept. Why don't we try something different? And they showed examples like in Bali, uh, London, Norway. It's kind of different parts of the world saying like, well, we teach our kids this way by using these concepts and we allow maybe more free time where if they're just really obnoxious in the classroom, we let them run around outside a little bit, get that energy out because they're kids, they're full of energy and they're stupid and annoying. Okay. I remember being that age and I couldn't sit still in class. I don't know how I got through it, but they just, they're willing to experiment and say, let's just see what happens. Okay. Just because it's always been done this way doesn't mean we can't improve it. And do something different for either each individual or each country. Something um, I'm all for that. I don't really have a problem with that because this is the time to experiment. To just say like, all right, let's see what happens. Um, see if there's a better way to have this information—yes, information and knowledge—imbued into these students. And then how can we teach them wisdom? Uh, current American schools <laughs> don't teach wisdom. Okay, they just say learn how to take a test. Here are the facts. As soon as you pass the test, okay, you're educated. Ah, uh, no, not so much. Something I did like was they said in the documentary, you must know yourself before you can empathize. So know yourself before you can know others. I, I agree with that. I think I'd written something about that on bonfirethoughts.com. It's like that 2016 challenge to know thyself. The more you know about yourself, the more easily you'll be able to get along with others, I think. You'd be able to understand, well, here's... How i feel and here's how i'm thinking how does that compare to this person i believe that is better footing to interact with and there's the empathy empathy is being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and feel their pain <clears throat> excuse me feel their pain or feel their happiness so you can't do that so you know who you are in the first place as cheesy and new as that may sound to you it's kind of true you you can't just know quite Answer questions like, what do you want to do with your life? What motivates you? What are your dreams? Oh, I don't know. Well, you better know. You better get the hell to it. You better figure it out. Sometimes it's a lifelong journey, but you better get to it. And then this idea of mindfulness practices. Again, that sounded new agey here in the documentary. And there was a little bit of that, I thought. Kind of cheesy. But the basic concept of mindfulness practices was about get out in nature. Okay, I'm all for that. Or if you can't do that, then go to your room, close the door, turn off the TV, sit there and just breathe for 60 seconds. See if you can do that. And believe it or not, that concept of just sitting still and thinking about your breathing and listening to it or listening to a little peaceful music, you know, not something that's getting you up and excited, something that just calms you down, whatever that may be. Try that. Go out on a walk by yourself or with someone and walk quietly, whatever you need to do To be mindful of your surroundings situational awareness enjoy the nature that we do have you know we're born to this planet right it's it's ours so go out and enjoy it you can leave your house you can leave the living room your desk go outside for a couple minutes try that and then if you find wow that was great then make it five minutes and then go from there maybe 10 maybe every weekend you think all right every saturday morning now i'm gonna go on a hike whatever the hell you want to do just be outside be in nature be in the moment. That's the mindfulness practices that they were ultimately getting at here. And I agree with that. I think that's a good idea. Yes, the final bit here. One hour, 18 minutes. It was beautifully shot, I thought. Like, good quality. Better quality than the other documentary I reviewed called Happiness, I believe. And then certainly much better than the one I did a little while ago called Lo and Behold (laughs) by Werner Herzog. That was not good quality. It was shot like, okay, with a nice 1080p camera. Sure, maybe. But it didn't feel like art i don't know how else to say this hour 18 documentary felt beautiful it felt like it was creative and someone put some time and effort into the stupid thing and whatever either animations or nature shots or interviews they had they were well lit it was balanced good coloring it was enjoyable to watch so it's a good documentary not just to listen to but to to see with your eyes so there you have it in the sea within four out of five
1: from the bonfire. This is the bonfire on the blaze radio network on demand. liars by glenn beck on sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars
2: this is the bonfire on demand on the
1: blaze radio network here's your host andrew herzog handy
0: dandy book review for you now just did a documentary here's a book you should check out it's called lord of the flies lord of the flies no not lord of the rings although that is a good one lord of the flies by william golding 3.9 out of 5 from bards and noble out of five, from Goodreads. So it's a little above average. Not much, but just a little bit. I think it's still worth a read because let me check the book here. Copy that I have, looks like it is 230 pages. Now that is with relatively medium font, not super small, not super large. So it's a good novel, a good length. Keeps you interested. Some people do believe the ending or the ending. The intro is a little slow. Kinda takes a while to kinda get up and running. But stick with it for a couple chapters, you know? Give it a shot. Give it an opportunity. And then you'll slowly discover, hmm, I think there's something uh well, there's something going on here. I think I kinda like it. And read it slowly or read each chapter twice, whatever you want to do. Because sometimes the author here, William Golden, he has some really great descriptions, actually. He goes into detail about the environment or the individual, the characters, and sometimes I got lost. I'm relatively a quick reader, so there were a few times I had to stop and say, wait a minute, what did I just read? Because I don't think I understood it. So that does happen. So beware. But overall, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good book. Let me read the synopsis for you. Lord of the Flies is a 1954 novel by Nobel Prize winning English author William Golding. The book's premise focuses on a group of British boys stranded on an uninhabited island and their attempt to govern themselves with disastrous results. So, plane crash, a group of British schoolboys from uh, the 20th century. I don't remember if it's during world war two world war one or it's i don't think it's really that clear but for some reason the boys were on a plane leaving britain and they crashed in the pacific (laughs) i don't know what they're doing way over there but yeah it said british boys and they're definitely in the pacific so if you can find out why i don't i mean i could easily look it up but uh, it'd be more enjoyable more fun to kind of dig into the book keep that in mind be like wondering why why are british boys on a plane in the pacific what could be possibly the reason for that now it is interesting to watch because they are anywhere from six to 12 years old so as you're reading this you think to yourself all right well who was i at that age what was my attitude what was i thinking about and imagine being thrust into this situation no adults and they say this frequently in the first few chapters actually throughout the whole book Hey there's no adults around we can do whatever we want We're in charge and so they try to govern themselves And say "All right, we need to make a fire Who's going to get the food what about shelter Wait a minute all these responsibilities that we have to have now That we didn't before in the civilized world Do we know how to do this Some are idiots some are smart Some are uh, super violent Some are too peaceful I think The author did a good job here of bringing in Typical boy Boyhood And saying right, Throw him onto an island Here's what I think would happen to them. So the analysis that they have at the end of the book that I decided to read, I, hmm, yeah, I'll tell you possible spoiler warning. If you do not want to hear this, then yes, just fast forward. So one analysis suggests that it is, is a story about original sin that boys or human beings, if they are left to their own devices, they will choose evil. Because we're fallen creatures. We are not intrinsically good. Uh, we were created good, but our nature now is bringing us down into the bad. So we have nasty habits, bad habits, stupid decisions that we're constantly doing. I can't, and everybody can identify with that. You know, in In reality, you know how many stupid things you've done, and I know how many stupid things I've done. Okay, that's called our nature, and it's suggested as original sin. Okay, that's what the author here is getting at um they think saying like well he seems to be suggesting no boys these aren't innocent children and if they were left alone before society could corrupt them then they would have been fine no in his book he says no they they were innocent in society you know in a way but then by themselves left to their own devices it all went to hell other books other authors believe differently and say, no, we believe that society is what turns people bad. So if someone was left to their, to themselves, their own little community, it could be a paradise. It could be a utopia. Now, William Golding here doesn't think so. So it tackles that kind of theme. And then it's just an interesting story. I think boys trapped on an Island trying to govern themselves. What, what could possibly go wrong? Right? <laughs> so bonfire recommended. Let's see. How about three out of five, three out of five meaning good. Not terrible and not amazing. It's good. It's good
1: and worth a read.
2: The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Reform This with Zuni Jasser. They can use the declarations and determinations of heresy to marginalize the Muslim reform movement. And then by channeling Wahhabis, by channeling the Muslim Brotherhood supremacists, by channeling the Khomeinists and saying this is what they would say, they basically dance on our grave. Reform This On Demand. New episodes posted every Saturday at noon Eastern on TheBlaze.com slash radio. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. This is The Bonfire on demand on the blaze radio network
0: now a tv show review this is the review episode lord knows avatar the last airbender now if you know what this is and you're already judging me you can just shut up (laughs) okay i don't want to hear it avatar the last airbender is a cartoon let me explain it is not japanimation okay I believe it was made in Korea. <laughs> it was made for American audiences, animated by Koreans. All right, let's try to get the facts here. And I believe that's what it is. I, I I'm not sure. Does it really matter? No. For those of you who like cartoons, I'm not talking family guy crap, South Park crap. I'm just not into that. I don't care. American Dad, I don't care. Not my cup of tea. Uh, some of it, when I was in middle school maybe a little bit of high school i thought it was funny because i felt like a badass saying like oh wow i get to watch family guy (laughs) all right whatever when you're an adult i think there's there are better forms of comedy that's just my opinion so avatar is goofy it's directed for like tweens it's a nickelodeon cartoon okay but even as an adult i enjoyed it it's got some great action. I think it's got an interesting theme. I've never heard of this concept before about earth, water, fire, airbending. If you don't know what the story is, it's uh, an American animated television series that aired on Nickelodeon from 2005 to 2008. And basically, it is this series. Um, okay, well, excuse me. Allow me to read what it says here. Hmm. Never mind. Doesn't say what I thought it would. <laughs> this is amazing. Yes. Congratulations for tuning in. No. Basically, there are four elements in the natural world. And this is an old theory, you know, earth, water, fire, earth. And I said that twice. Earth, water, fire, air. Excuse me. And human beings, some of them are able to bend these elements, meaning they are able to control them. So you got fire benders who can control the fire. And then waterbenders for water, earth, and air. Yes. One of one of these human being spirit anomalies is called the Avatar. He is the one, or she, that can control all four elements at the same time. And his job, as deemed by the gods or whatever it is, is supposed to keep balance in the world. Okay, cool. And the story goes, the Fire Nation decided to attack the world and try to take it over. He had been gone for 100 years. So he missed the entire war, all of a sudden comes back and goes, whoa, I screwed up. I've been gone this whole time. I didn't do my job. Now I need to fix it. So already right there, it's an interesting concept about bending the elements and this fire and earth, water, all this power from these people. And there's a war and the humor is not dirty, which I'm, I'm always a fan when, you know, in TV shows and movies, they can avoid the bottom of the barrel humor, you know the fart jokes or the sex jokes. All right, we can all do those. All right, it's pretty simple. But for goofy humor, you got to have either the right voice actor or the right actor or actress that you watch to pull it off or you're not irritated. You think like, oh, that was, kind of, that was kind of funny or I kind of appreciated that. That reminded me of my childhood, the kind of things that were just kind of goofy, simple, innocent. That's very much what the show is. Sometimes they don't even say things like, I'm going to kill you. They just say things like, your destiny will no longer be a problem for you because you won't be thinking about it because it'll be gone from you forever. They find these most convoluted ways to say, basically, I'm going to kill you. But it's a Nickelodeon show, so they did their best to avoid saying that phrase, like, death and kill, murder. They just didn't use those words. So it's kind of funny sometimes when they're trying to explain how they want to kill someone, but they don't phrase it that way. They add this entire paragraph to explain it. So there's one, you know, funny little downside to it. overall, I give it a four out of five. Um, Not a perfect TV show because I think it could, like I just said, it could have been a little darker. could have been more adult. This was obviously aimed at tweens. So of course I'm going to give it a four out of five. It wasn't meant for people my age, but I can take some things from it and say I enjoyed it for X, Y, and Z. I enjoyed it for the action, the original story that I'd never heard of before, at least for American audiences. I thought it was a great script written well it was um the plot was advanced in a in a speedy but efficient way they did it in three seasons each one had 20 episodes so 60 episodes able to tell the whole story that they wanted to kind of had it planned out from the beginning i believe and it was enjoyable you kind of i got involved in it thinking like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next i need to know those are always the good shows that you think i need to watch more That's when you know it's written well, because it's appealing to you in some way. It appealed to me there, where I thought, wow, I like this concept of fighting and saving the world, good versus evil, and then all these powers. It's not just like, I have a gun and you have a knife, and it's more primal. Being able to control nature, that's pretty awesome, I think. So I enjoyed it. Avatar The Last Airbender from Nickelodeon. They got a 9.2 out of 10 from IMDb, Internet Movie Database five out of five from amazon and 97 percent from google users all right that is pretty solid you're not going to get much better than that for a lot of tv series and this was a cartoon for tweens okay and this ain't little my little pony crap all right so calm down it's a relatively deep cartoon (laughs) so give it a shot i suggest if it's not your cup of tea, okay, whatever. I don't hold it against you. I'm simply sharing my opinion that it was worth my time to watch it, I think maybe the third time like in my life. So I've seen it like all three seasons, three different times since must have been high school, like when I first saw this on TV as it was airing. So yeah, every now and then I'll still come back to it and be like, all right, I need to watch it all over again. Let me re experience the story and the characters, the humor, the action. It's pretty sweet. And the music, oh my gosh, <laughs> that actually really helps the show. You'd be surprised. If they didn't have the music, I would be less entertained. Absolutely. The music makes it actually very emotional. I think, wow, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good for a cartoon. It's a bloody cartoon, but you kind of got me feeling the gravity of the situation. Good for you. Good for you. There you have it. You got yourselves a documentary review for the serious stuff, a book review for a little bit of entertainment, and then here, a tween cartoon show that Bonfire still recommends you at least check out. All right. Arrested Development, as I've explained before, is terrible. That one was aimed for adults, but it sucks. I tried several episodes and I still couldn't get into it because it sucks. Avatar does not suck, <laughs> it just does not. That is a cold, hard fact.
2: This is the Bonfire
0: on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Six
2: fifty-three. The bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog.
0: Have you ever done the escape the room kind of stuff? I'm sure you've heard of that idea. It's, I think, relatively new. I'd never knew, known, excuse me, never known that it existed. Maybe until a year or two ago. So I'm not sure how old this you know, money expenditure is. And that's all it is. It's something to do on a Friday night. And I did one a couple weeks ago with my friends. I went to one that's called Escape This here in the Dallas area. So I don't know what came first, Escape This or Escape the Room. But there are, I'm sure, different versions of it throughout the country. But needless to say, I enjoyed it. Here's your Friday night activity review or Saturday night, what have you basically you go into a room they lock you in and they do lock you in you don't you can't get out they close the door behind you and it's locked from the outside and then the other door that you're supposed to get out of has a passcode at least the one we were in so you're you're, you are stuck in there and you can have a group of up to 10 people and you try to find all these clues they show you a relatively normal looking room and they say all right here's your objective they give you some hints some clues already to start off with and say all right you're probably going to want to start over there in that corner And look for something and they might give you a riddle or they'll just tell you like you need to be looking for a piece of paper follow the piece of paper which will then lead you to the next clue and the next one and the next one so you're supposed to kind of guide yourself and they give you a little walkie-talkie in case you have questions and they tell you the kinds of questions you're allowed to ask and the ones that they will answer for you and sometimes they'll just say nope can't tell you so you're forced to with these people in the room with you decide all right what do we need to do we only have an hour to get out of this room and it's crazy that you take things off the walls, secret compartments, clues and riddles that you're trying to be like, okay, uh, I don't know what this means. Uh, what are all these numbers mean? And so the one we did had to do something with like a bank and uh, um, like an office in a bank. So there's numbers everywhere and there's number panels and passcodes and, you know, uh, old school locks like on your locker that you're supposed to turn three times and find the code 224816 and just... There's numbers everywhere. So you're like, any of these numbers could be something. So just start screwing around, see what happens, and see what unlocks. If anything, then we'll call and say, hey, is this a number? Is this a code? Are we uh, supposed to go to something in this room? Yes. All right. What does this riddle mean? Hey, you two go work on that stuff. I'm going to go over here in this corner and try to unlock this code. You force yourselves within an hour to try to figure it out. Now, I am sad to say we did it in an hour and like seven minutes. So we did not get out in time. But they were kind enough to just let us finish the job. They could have cut us off at an hour, which would have been very frustrating. I would have been pissed. I would have said like, ah, why didn't you just give us time to figure this out? That would have been so much more satisfying. Luckily, they did. They let us do it. And then when we left, they said, all right, just by the way, it was an hour seven. So you didn't win, you know, the competition to try to beat it in an hour. But was it fun? Did you guys enjoy the experience of working together and ultimately solving the riddles? Yeah, good for you. So yeah, that was worth, uh, how much did I pay? I think it was maybe twenty to thirty bucks and per person. And I believe we had a group on, so I forget. It is worth a an evening with your friends. And, you know, it's not gonna break the bank. You don't have to save up for it. So just instead of going out to eat one night, just say, All right, well, I'm gonna save that credit card expenditure a few days from now and use it there. All right, cool. There's your weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the bonfire podcast where we talk about the good stuff here is your weekend you can watch a documentary called inside the sea within about burnout and creativity versus rationality you can read a book lord of the flies three out of five from the bonfire you could watch tv avatar the last airbender four out of five it's a cartoon yes but give it a shot or you could go to escape the room somewhere across the country i'm sure they're all over and check it out see if you can't you know turn those gray, uh, gray matter in your head use those brain cells see if you can't escape a room is it for entertainment absolutely does it do a anything for your career no but that's great all right have a little balance in your life bonfire is fully supportive of the work life balance live life have fun entertain Be entertained and and learn. Learning is great. And that I am now off my soapbox. Thank you. Andrew Herzog out.
1: This is the bonfire on demand on the Blaze Radio Network.